Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, the podcast that is taking you to the volcano one minute at a time. I'm Jarf, and returning here on a Friday is my co-host Tierney. Hello, Tierney. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. And we have a returning guest with us. Welcome back, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. So we are talking about Minute 87, which starts with the chief lamenting that none of the Waponi are willing to jump into the big woo. And it ends with Joe declaring, take me to the volcano. It's it, We're here, folks. It's on. This is our second, like, perfect Friday week ending, minute ending moment. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, how would it feel if if we had to say, and this minute ends with Joe saying, take me to the, and then we'll just have to find out on Monday what he <laughs> says. That would not be fun. No, it's perfect. And and we're not doing this weird, like, well, there's like a second of this, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Joe says, take me to the volcano, hand in the air declaration, and the minute ends. And our week ends. It's like John Patrick Shanley anticipated this format, which is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I was just, oh, right. It was minute 12, the door closing on Joe in the doctor's office. That just ended with the perfect little musical signature of the mm-hmm. music box theme. It and was the beautiful. door closing, yeah. This is much more like energizing of an end. Also, I think it will probably get overruled, but I want people to know that I'm throwing out in the world the episode title, We Are Volunteers for a Pony Woo, and it should absolutely be read in the melody of Volunteers, the song. You know, <laughs> we are volunteers for a pony woo. Volunteers for a pony woo. <laughs> Who do you think is going to overrule this? That sounds delightful. It's a very awkward episode title, though. You'll see when it's written out. It's a whole thing. So uh, we have to be extra clever and come up with something better, guys. All right. Well, we're only a couple <laughs> minutes in. So just We've we, got time. We've got time. Hopefully, we'll go on some kind of weird tangent, and that will end up as the that subject. That never happens. <laughs> right. So this is, this is Abe Vigoda showing it. Like, this is the minute that gets him this job, right? Hmm. Like, this speech is why you hire Abe Vigoda to play the Toby? I think it is the marriage. That's Mm. what I always think of when I think of his performance. That and the, is there any big ceremony? Nope, you just jump in. (laughs) That is pretty great. Wow, I have like three notes that have nothing to do with each other, and I'm so sorry. They're all very movies by minute things, though, I swear. What are they? Do you guys want me to just run through them real quick? Wait, actually, hold on. So number your notes one, two, three in your mind, and then let's have Dan pick a number one, two, three, and you're going to give the notes in that order. Okay, are you ready, Dan? All right. Are you ready, Tierney? I'm ready. Okay, Dan, pick a number. Three. That is a bird of paradise behind him. When they show him, I'm looking at second 14, when he's talking to Joe, how horrible it is that none of his people will go to death for him. And there's a very strange looking plant 
peeking out behind him. And then I was like, oh, it's a bird of paradise. Oh, uh, the plant called mm-hmm. a bird. I thought it, you were just saying there was a bird and you were giving it the broad description of bird of paradise. And it's like, well, I mean, they're on a Pacific Island. Of course, there's birds of paradise around. Okay. That, <laughs> That's there, Of course, there are birds of paradise works in both those cases. That's true. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. My turn. Note two. I hate Patricia's headdress. Speaking of birds, those feathers are out of control. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why you look at Meg Ryan and think, hmm, beautiful actor. If only she had a giant distracting feather to pull the audience's focus. (laughs) It's not just that one feather, the white one surrounding it. I didn't realize it until this minute how out of control this is. But there's the blue one. Which was like, whatever. But the white ones going up above that are taller. I mean, hers is almost as tall as the Chiefs. Yeah, that seems like it should be some kind of heresy. I'm so glad we saved the first one for last because I think you're really (laughs) going to enjoy it, Jarf. Earlier this week, you teased me about the Care Bears movie too. (laughs) And I legitimately saw something in this minute that reminded me of the Care Bears movie too. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> the chief in one hand has the Toby and in the other he has a little like spear and I think it's a carved like not arrowhead but like symbolic kind of in that shape at the top of it that's, that's attached to it but it reminds me of a spear with a crystal on the end of it in the Care Bears movie too when they are <laughs> stealing the key to free the Care Bear cousins from Darkheart oh dear <laughs> <laughs> what Everybody drink Tierney mentioned Care Bears movie again. Did I notice it because you said that earlier this week? I'll never know. (laughs) But now I can't unsee it. I noticed the spear too. And it looked like it it looks like that crystal should light up and it should do a thing. It's a nice prop. Mm. The chief has some good props. I love the Toby, his soul. I guess he's the Toby. And that is his soul. Yeah. He holds it up. and He's so annoyed. He's like, I have the Toby. <laughs> I do like this little drop in, though, of why he doesn't do it. Like, why doesn't the chief sacrifice himself for his people? He can't. That's not his job. It's a pr- pretty flimsy excuse for not doing it. Because his excuse is just that he's got the title. I feel like in almost any job, you could do that. Oh, well... The toilet's clogged. Can someone help? Like, nope, I'm the librarian. The librarian's job is to look after the books. The librarian cannot unclog the toilet. I see no problem with this line of arguing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he does say he's like the soul of the tribe. And I mean, we've seen with just the the guys swinging into the gongs, like without the chief, they'd probably just fall into chaos. That's a good point. He could be the only thing. is the only grown up here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nathan Lane clearly isn't the heir to the, the throne. He He's just a goofball. That So their island is imperiled, and he is just doing a skit to <laughs> enact the fact that their island's in peril. Like, buddy, you're not helping. I, I'm trying to look closer at the different Waponi outfits, but it's really hard to make out. This is my fault because this is not like it's dark. Only certain things are illuminated. And then like the fire is so bright that it's really hard to make out any details. It's just generic outfits kind of. There's a lot of white paint going on. A lot of different patterns. A lot of people who are very Caucasian. But I 
I don't know. I kind of, it's for, it's for the movie. We got to move the movie along. We're in minute 87. There isn't much left. We got stuff to do. But it's kind of like, I'll, one more time, I'll call for a volunteer. What would have happened if someone stood up and was like, I've changed my mind. I will do it. Yeah, I felt, I felt like that could have and been then, cut. And they all like shrink and like make that noise. It's very, it's very weird. I love that it gets us to Joe's take me to the volcano and the rumbling. Like, that's fine. It's just, there's a lot of crowd work noise going on here that I'm not a fan of. I also do like the rumbling and just old school shaky camera to be shaky <laughs> the Star <island>. Trek shaky <laughs> cam. <laughs> but even in the midst of those hokey effects, Tom Hanks' performance is legit. Because everyone else is sort of giving a big reaction to like the, whoa, whoa, we're being shaken around. But you see this grave look on his face like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not just being shaken around. I, I've i got a date with that vulcan- volcano. So, yeah. Well, and also, I didn't think about this until just now when I was rewatching it. Like that look on his face, he's so stoic. And then what the chief says is the woo wants its flesh. And that's when he's like, I'm doing this. It's so cool where this character has ended up. Yeah. And the way he delivers that take me to the volcano line with such a heroic flourish does really give a nice payoff to this journey that this really mousy and depressed character that we started out the movie with has been on. I wish they give gave Meg Ryan a little bit more to do at this point because she's just sitting there. And she had the line earlier in the week where it's, uh, you're really going through with it. And then in later weeks, then we're going to have you know their sort of romantic appeals to each other. But you don't get to see her getting to that point during this sequence. If anything, her looking worriedly up at the volcano kind of is a distraction because now she's not thinking about how much she loves Joe. Mm -hmm. She's thinking about like, are we all about to die? We're gonna die? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know how to get some of the things that I'm looking for. Maybe if it, it was just blocked differently. I think the fact that they're in this sort of formal seated were doing a presentation it doesn't allow her to interact with joe at all uh, because the topi's in between it it would be better if they were just clinging to each other save it (laughs) (laughs) now dan what did you think of this final iteration of joe because we've seen him just change so much and i love the way he delivers that line where he's like i don't have any people i'm my only hope for a hero he says it kind of in the same cadence it really reminded me of the joe at the beginning of the movie like that sounded like a sentence that the old Joe could have said, but but wouldn't have obviously. Like he's here, he's the hero. Yeah, he's definitely grown. He's he's got a confidence being through what he's been through. Amazing the difference a haircut makes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and the suit. Don't forget the suit. No. God, I remember when when he bought Marshall the tux. Aww. I'm talking about this like it was 20 years ago, (laughs) not earlier in the movie. (laughs) I feel like I'm giving you away. Was that foreshadowing? Of the marriage? Huh? I'm so sorry for anyone who was trying to watch this movie, but we spoiled the ending of this movie months ago. So really, if you've made it this far, you're probably fine. (laughs) Was that 
Was that foreshadowing? Joe's going to get married in that tux, guys. I don't know, but it makes me wish that Force Ghost <laughs> Marshall, Force <Ghost> Marshall! <laughs> would, would visit him. <laughs> Maybe he had a scene where he wanders out on the beach and he's like, can I really do this? Oh, no, they absolutely need to be up here because that is the only way this scene gets more Ewok Village. Yes. Oh, my God. All right. Yet another t-shirt idea that will never happen. I'm so sorry, <laughs> folks. Force Ghost Marshall... Dee Dee? No, that... Who else would be... Who would be his three force ghosts? Because there's three, right? Yeah, there's three. Yoda, Obi-Wan, and Anakin in whatever form you decide he takes. Right. (laughs) What if it's a reformed Mr. Watori that was good in him all along? (laughs) Well, I... Whoa. Okay, no. Force ghost Marshall is Yoda. Force Ghost Dr. Ellison is Obi-Wan. From a certain point of view, Obi-Wan. And then I guess we could have Force Ghost Mr. Watari. I don't know that as much. Force Ghost Luggage Salesman. (gasps) Yes, perfect. (laughs) We need Force Ghost Luggage Salesman. I like it. I like it a lot. And they've got to be up in this jungle. That's how it works, right? You just know that rocks around here somewhere. Uh, I'm so glad we managed to connect this movie to Star Wars yet again. Right. It came out in 1990, folks. It was the Dark Ages. We needed it. Yeah, we really did. So weird that I knew this movie before I knew Star Wars. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, because I didn't see Star Wars till 1995. Sorry, I'm just sitting here debating my own mortality. Right. <laughs> I have no response to that. How are we feeling about Joe? Do we feel like we're leaving him in an okay place this week? Well, we are leaving him at a triumphant point in his fairy tale, which makes me want to ask our guest, Dan, do you have a favorite fairy tale in any medium? If I had to pick a favorite, I might have to go with Willow. Nice. Pretty sure that's a new one for our list. I'm pretty sure it is. Is there something in particular that uh, makes Willow stand out for you? I don't know. It was just always just a fun story. You got all sorts of different characters, and you got Mad Mardigan, sword wielder, and it's got the good bad guy with uh, you know, General Kale and the big skull. Oh, man. The good bad guy is a great <laughs> descriptor. And such an iconic look. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. I can't agree because I haven't seen it. Cowers. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm pretty sure, Dan, you have told me on other shows that I needed to see Willow. (laughs) This is not like new information to my brain, and yet I still haven't done it. (laughs) Tierney caught not having done the homework again. (laughs) (laughs) I was priming my cogs, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's a great fairy tale Friday. I'm a fan of it too. Mix of action and comedy. Yeah, super fun. Well... I didn't have any other notes. I'm just sitting here in suspense for what's going to happen next week now that Joe has really made his pledge to go through this uh, jump into the volcano. Actually, I have one more thing. Ooh, let's hear it. (laughs) Well, I kind of just want to point out the irony of the the chief line, how he says he traded with her father, you know, for a hero. But uh, the father's plan was to come and mine the island so i mean spoiler for the end like the island would be destroyed essentially anyway yeah he only talks about the soda not the mineral rights yeah so maybe he didn't know what he was trading or you know Well, i imagine 
that Mr. Greenmore doesn't think that the island is actually going to be destroyed by the volcano, that the, it isn't in any kind of peril from the volcano. And it's just that they have this cultural practice of someone having to sacrifice themselves to the volcano. He's just recruited Joe as a patsy to be a part of that tradition. But whether they do it or not, the island's going to be fine. It's just that this this gives him leverage uh, with the indigenous people, and then they're willing to give him what he wants. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. He doesn't strike me as a uh, believer of many things. <laughs> no, he's a believer in capitalism. And if he actually had some kind of study showing that there was a high chance that the volcano would erupt, then I don't think he would believe that one human jumping into it was going to stop it. And he would probably probably pull up stakes and go exploit some other culture. Yay, Granamore! <laughs> right. What a guy. <laughs> You're terrible, terrible man. <laughs> uh, yeah, Granamore doesn't get to be a forest ghost. No redemption for Granamore. Unless there is redemption for Granamore, and then he gets to literally say, tell your sister you were right <laughs> to Angelica. <laughs> tell both of your sisters, both of your half-sisters, you were right. <laughs> I'm just like recasting Star Wars with all people from this movie. <laughs> right. It's really fun. My brain likes it. <laughs> but obviously my brain is broken, so that seems fair. I mean, it's been to 87. What are you going to do? 87. Good year. Good year. I think. Not for the stock market. Or was that 89? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. History with tyranny. Ironically, a history major. Right. But I usually wasn't doing it on Friday evenings after being locked up. Right. And I am ironically a journalism major who on Wednesday's episode thought the, the plural of medium is mediums. You're all good. You're fine. It's all fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> right. Let's <laughs> let our listeners fill out another spot on their bingo card and say we're going to edit something out and then not do it. Okay. Wait, do we have to do something? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so happy to talk to you guys. <laughs> I don't want to wrap up. Human interaction is glorious. <laughs> It's glorious, and I'm glad that we had this hobby before the quarantine started. You know, we already knew how to only connect with people online. We were made for these times. Here, here. And we did not start a podcast because of all this madness. So people can't be too mad at us that we continue to make podcasts during it. <laughs> no, they can't. They can be grateful. Well, Tierney's starting to yawn. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, we got your overall thumbs up to this movie. Mm -hmm. Didn't change your life in any way, but overall, good way to spend an hour and a half and a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So I'm so glad you were able to revisit it. Did you have, I, you know, it's funny. I started to ask you, uh, I asked you on Monday what your favorite Meg Ryan in this film was. But we didn't talk too much about the fact that the stars of this movie are Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, who kind of did some other stuff, too, in their careers. And uh, maybe I'm biased because I also talk about A League of Their Own now all the time. But do you have a favorite Tom Hanks role? Um, Sorry to put you on a spot on a Friday, but it just occurred to me. <laughs> I'm like all of a sudden blanking on everything he's ever been in. <laughs> Has Tom Hanks made movies? Yeah, who is he again? I mean, 
I probably have to go with Castaway. I just always enjoyed that movie. Oh wow! And being quarantined alone kind of makes sense in right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there have been a lot of jokes about Wilson <laughs> lately. Sadly, of course, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson both did actually contract COVID-19 and and were treated in, in, under quarantine. But didn't someone actually make a Wilson volleyball for them to lift up their spirits? I, think I feel I saw like I that saw online. that, yeah. Entirely possible. I will say, obviously, I'm sorry they got sick and I'm glad that they are better. I'm not glad that happened, but like it seemed to make a lot of people take things more seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. And seeing him host SNL at home was pure joy in my heart. So um, if you haven't watched the SNL at home episode, I do recommend it. It made me very happy and it was a delight to see everyone in their homes. And then it was also a delight to watch all the podcasters complain about their terrible mic setups. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like there's just something about all of us that do this as a hobby and people are like, oh, I can't believe they didn't get them this type of microphone. And I'm like, this is like, this is something delightful in my life right now. <laughs> There we go. There's a plug for Friday. Go look that up. And you get to see some of his typewriters, which was lovely. Of course he collects typewriters. Of course he does. <laughs> so, yeah. And then there were there were videos of Rita Wilson when she was in quarantine. And she's like, I'm losing my mind. And she just like starts rapping at one point. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I love this so much. <laughs> and what I especially love is the first time I saw that video, it was not labeled that it was Rita Wilson. So, like, there were a few minutes there where I'm like, is it just someone who looks like her, maybe? And then it was not. It was actually her. Anyway, I'm babbling because I don't want to hang up the phone because <laughs> as much as I love my family, other people are great too. <laughs> well, if our listeners want to keep on hanging out with us, then we can only do this podcast three days a week. But seven days a week, we are checking out What's happening in the Joe versus a Minute listeners luggage raft? We want to know people's thoughts about the movie. We're we're now at the end of it, sadly. So has your impression of the movie changed seeing it now versus seeing it whenever you first did? Do you have a new favorite character? Is there a character that you hate? Uh, would you rather just talk about Care Bears 2? Just, well, anything loosely tangentially related uh, to the movie or the podcast is fair game in our private Facebook group because it's just it's just for us and listeners of the show. So it's super fun. Almost every day I see something in there that makes me laugh. And Dan, where can people find? What group should people look for you in? Um, I'm in all the minute groups. <laughs> I just ended a sentence in the preposition. I'm very self-aware right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm shocked you did that. <laughs> I'm going to go sit in a box for two minutes and feel shame. <laughs> yeah, because that's how I, quote unquote, got to know you guys was in these listener groups and chat back and forth. <laughs> and yeah, it's now a... we're all podcasting together. Yay! Awesome community. Yeah, it is an awesome community. Well, I'm so glad we were once again able to con you into being a participant instead of just a listener, Dan. Yay! <laughs> you sure you're not going to start a podcast of your own? It is apparently the cool hipster thing to do these days. <laughs> um always tempted. It's just a time issue. <laughs> so you've thought about it. Oh, yeah. Has there been a movie that you've thought of? If I were to pick one, I'd want to do Robin Hood Men in, uh, not Men in Tights, the Prince of Thieves one. 
How nice. That would be a very different show. Costnerhood. <laughs> I wonder how close in length that one and Men in Tights are. Just one minute. I'll alternate minutes. minute by minute <laughs> possibility here. I'll encourage anyone to start a podcast, but if you also don't want to start a podcast because you're tired, that's fine. I'm tired. <laughs> it's a thing. And yeah. I don't know where you were going with that, Tierney. Neither and I don't I, think obviously. you do either. Folks should check out moviesbyminute.com Thank you. because there are over a hundred Movies by Minute podcasts. There's a pretty good chance that there is a, a podcast about a movie that you love. And most of them are always looking for guests. So don't be shy. Reach out to them. Cross that barrier Go from listening to your phone, pass into the phone, and then out through the speakers <laughs> to the rest of the internet, just like we did. No wonder we're tired. Right. You you listen to this episode. If we can do this, so can you. I think if we've proved anything Sure, our words week, were never right? spoken. <laughs> On that encouraging thought to our listeners, where to now, Tierney? To the volcano, of course. Take me to the volcano. Now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna go when the volcano blows. Let me say now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna go when the volcano blows. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.